Hello and welcome to or welcome back to my podcast, What About It? I'm your host, Addie. Today we have a very special guest, but the quality might sound a little bit weird on the audio just because we are on the phone, but today we have Paige Parsley. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Such an honor. <laughs> I'm so excited to get to chat today. Do you want to say a little bit about yourself? I am 18, about to turn 19. I currently live in Florida, but I was in Texas for the past two years. I'm about to leave for a six-month missions trip, so that's kind of my next plan in life because I just graduated high school. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get into all that stuff later, but that's just a little, a little, um, whatever you call it. <laughs> you can, you yeah, for sure. <laughs> so before we get into the episode, we are going to do a little bit of a week recap. So okay. Paige, tell us all about your week. Okay, actually, I was in a city called Lakeland this past weekend for kind of celebrating my birthday. My birthday's on Wednesday, so... Yeah, I got together with some of my, like, hometown friends, and, yeah, I mean, we went to the pool, we had, like, a little picnic, we did a little farmer's market thing, so, yeah, it was just, like, a whole fun weekend of celebrating with my friends, and it was a blast. I just got back last night, super late, so, (laughs) yeah, but it was an overall great weekend. I had a great time. That sounds so fun. Happy early birthday, by the way. I did not realize that your birthday was that soon. See, and I didn't either. Really, it just snuck up on me. I'm like, oh, I think like because I'm getting ready to leave, I kind of forgot it's in the like, same month. So I'm like, ah, so many things all at once. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like my yeah. birthday's coming up in a few weeks, and it's just so weird to think about. Like I have all of this stuff, and then it's just gonna be my birthday. <laughs> I know. It's so, life is so busy. Mm-hmm. 100%. By the way, the topic is moving on. We're going to go a little bit in detail with different situations. Yes. So first, let's get into, since we were just talking about how you're moving from Florida to go on mm-hmm. a six-month mission trip, let's talk about moving on from one stage of, the, of your life into another. So I have kind of moved around a lot in life. You just like the gist. I was born in Colorado. And then when I was about three, I think we moved to Alabama and lived there for only a year. So very short time. And then we moved back to Colorado. And I lived there until I was eight. And then we moved to Florida. (laughs) And then (laughs) when I was 16, we moved to Texas. And then about two months ago, we moved back to Florida, but like on the opposite coast. I have really moved around quite a lot. And honestly, like when people ask, oh, like, why do you move around so much? There's no like specific reason. It just happens to be like the way things worked out, whether it's my parents' jobs or school, whatever. Mm -hmm. We've just happened to move around a lot. I think because of that, I really just like change, which is kind of weird because a lot of people hate change. Oh, yeah, for sure. I find it like really exciting and I kind of just look at it as like a new adventure. And so there's certain challenges that come with it for sure. And I think I'm kind of in a challenging season right now just because I just graduated high school and then moved to a brand new place and left all my friends, kind of left everything behind because I'm not in school and I'm not working right now. So I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) Like, what am I doing? Because I've kind of just been waiting to leave. Moving from different stages of life definitely has its challenges and I think 
just like learning how to adapt in different places is always a challenge but at the end of the day I always just look at it as a really exciting thing and new opportunities to meet new people and all that fun jazz Mm -hmm. that's so sweet I love that outlook I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that they like change (laughs) really it is an interesting but I love that you love change like it's such a unique perspective and also it's just a cool way to look at it rather than looking at it like holy crap I'm moving I'm leaving what I know but rather looking at it as an opportunity to change and grow and make new friends yeah. So that's really awesome. Thank you. I definitely do not have that outlook. <laughs> Change well, scares me. I have me. my moments where I'm like, what the heck? Are mm-hmm. you kidding? But, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. It just takes some getting used to. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 100%. What, like, emotions have you felt going from graduating high school to now you're about to leave for this missions trip? Oh my gosh, probably every emotion on the planet. Like, it has been crazy. I mean, especially my last month of high school was just insane. Because, I mean, it's all the bittersweet things. Like, you're so excited to move on. But at the same time, oh my gosh, everything is about to change. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, between then and now, it's been a lot of just, there's definitely been some sad moments for sure. Leaving my friends was really hard. That was hard on all of us. We all struggled a lot, which I'm sure, like, literally everyone can relate to that. No one wants to leave their best friends. But I think now that, like, we've all kind of scattered and gone our separate ways, it's, like, it's fun to see the different journeys that we're all on. I think now I'm just in a state of just pure excitement for the next chapter, especially because I've watched my friends, like, start their next seasons of life and I'm just waiting for my turn (laughs) and so yeah I'm just very expectant and like on the edge of my seat almost Mm -hmm. for this next chapter but I mean the end of senior year and summer I mean all that stuff was just a whole whirlwind (laughs) of emotions it was crazy but overall I mean senior year was so fun for me I I had a blast and summer was so fun so I mean any and every emotion I I felt it but yeah right now I'm just I'm just super excited for my next step do you think that you're gonna go to college after your missions trip or like what is your plan after that yes I do plan on it I I think I'll probably end up going to Southeastern University which is actually where both my older siblings are at right now and it's about an hour away from where I live currently that's where I was like this previous weekend was Mm -hmm. in Lakeland so probably end up going there it's just it's a great school and I already know a ton of people there just because of my siblings and me and my sister have like plans to room together um yeah she's like my best friend so we're very excited to be in school together but I'll probably end up doing that unless God is like nope you're not doing that you're doing (laughs) this so unless he directs me otherwise Mm -hmm. that is the plan but some people are like once you take a gap year you never go back to school but I personally have lots of big goals and dreams so I'm like I need to go to school in order to achieve such Mm -hmm. so yeah college is definitely the plan afterwards what made you decide to take the gap year and go on the missions trip so my sister did it actually after her senior year she did it in 2021 and I never thought I would be taking a gap year I mean I had my heart set on going to music school and all that stuff and then I went on a missions trip to El Salvador in the summer 
And on that trip, God was just speaking to me so much about the mission field. And I was so sad to leave El Salvador. And so I'm feeling this way for a reason. And I think Mm -hmm. I should lean into whatever that is. And so just after a lot of prayer with my pastors and whatever, I just was like, I think I need to do missions for a little bit before I go to school. The organization I'm doing it with is called YWAM. It's Youth with a Mission. And so I already knew of it because of my sister. So I was like, maybe I'll just do that and just go for it because because why not and so I literally decided last summer that I was going to do it so all of senior year people are like so we're going to apply for college and all this stuff and I'm like "Mm, could not be me (laughs) literally could not be me I'm not going to college like I am eventually but Mm -hmm. yeah it was just weird because I was I pretty much had my heart set on it ever since that trip to El Salvador and so it's been a while of waiting to Mm -hmm. finally go missions is just such a it has such a special place in my heart and so I'm so excited and I mean that trip just ultimately changed my life and just made the decision for me to go do missions for a little while I love Thank that you. so much so throughout this whole journey of obviously going through different stages and moving between them how have you kept up with mental health, loving yourself throughout the journey? I mean, I think something I struggle with a lot is like shoving down every emotion that is negative, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. When I found out I was moving back to Florida, I was actually super excited because it's kind of something our family had been wanting because Florida is a great place. And mm-hmm. so I was super excited. And then kind of as the summer came to an end, it finally set in that I was about to leave all my friends and leave my church and leave my job like all the things and I was like oh wow this kind of actually stinks but all this time I had been just having this super excited feeling about it and then all of a sudden it was a complete change of emotion Mm -hmm. and so I mean moving here to Florida leaving my friends probably hit me the hardest and I cried quite a lot once I got here because I was just like, I have no friends, I have nothing to do, this is depressing, and it was really hard, but I mean, over time, I've kind of just realized sometimes just spending time with yourself is totally fine, and not having things to do all the time is not necessarily a bad thing, but that was just hard for me to come to terms with because I love having a very packed schedule, I love having things to do, I love being busy all the time. And coming from my senior year, which was just super, super busy, and even summer was, like, packed, to the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do. I'm not working. I'm not doing school. I don't really have people. So it has been really challenging. But I think I've spent a lot of time with Jesus, which has been great. And I think that's exactly what he wanted me to get out of this season, is kind of just to lean into spending time with him more and spending time by myself another thing that I've had to stay away from is I almost make it too easy to be sad like I'll put on sad music and I'll lay in my bed in the dark and like cry and I'm like why do I do that there are such easy ways to avoid it's almost like I'm doing it to myself I've avoided the sad music I've avoided the anything that I know will just send me into that rabbit hole I guess I just kind of steer clear of that because mm-hmm. I know there's a better way <laughs> and so it has been a learning curve for sure especially now I'm kind of coming out of that darkness because I am about to step into a really exciting season it's definitely been hard but I think I'm just learning like it's okay to have hard seasons and everybody does 
And so I think just finding things in those seasons that make it a little bit easier is really helpful. How have you leaned into your faith more through the season? Like in what ways and what have you been doing to lean more so into your faith? When life gets busy, it's easy to kind of throw it off to the side, like reading your Bible or whatever it may be, just like spending time with Jesus. You're like, oh, I don't have time for it today. Like my, my schedule's too busy. But the funny thing is, I actually do have time for it every <laughs> single day. So it's like, I don't know, I would almost feel guilty, like waking up and being like, I do have all this time. The Lord just wants to spend time with us. And so I should just spend time with him reading the word and listening to worship music. And so it's definitely been it's honestly been nice because it's like when I wake up, I do know that I have something to turn to and someone to lean on, even when I'm feeling alone. And I've probably read my Bible more than I have in a while, which is just great. And it's kind of making me realize like even on packed days, now I kind of have made this a part of my everyday routine. And so it's been nice to just kind of get into the habit of reading the word every day because when life gets busy it's so easy to forget and I'm sure everybody does like I do all the time kind of making it a part of my daily routine has been key that's definitely something that I've been reminding myself of is just like not only is it okay to not do that one day because we're human and we mess up but also that I need to find somewhere in my schedule for it and something that I've actually loved doing is in English, we do SSR, which mm -hmm. is silent, sustained reading. And rather than reading an actual book, recently I've been reading the Bible. Oh, I love that. I love it too. It honestly just boosts my mood so much. I swear yeah. just like listening to worship music or reading my Bible or talking to the friends that I have around me that are God-centered... It just, it's so refreshing and life-giving. Like, it's never going to make me sad to listen to worship music yep. or read right. the Bible. 100%. It's, yes. it's always going to put me in a positive mood because all good things come from God. Yeah. And so having that and knowing that it's all going to be good with God mm -hmm. and just yeah. diving into that, I feel like mm -hmm. is definitely a huge mood booster. Yeah. whenever I'm feeling sad or upset yes, I, it, yeah for real it can really just like lift your spirits for sure so on the topic of kind of faith and religion mm -hmm. did you ever have a point growing up where your relationship with Christ was more so your parents relationship with Christ rather than your own I grew up in a Christian household my parents have pretty much like been pastors my whole life and so for a while it was just like oh, we get up on Sundays and we go to church super early and we're there for hours on end and that's just what we do. And so I think I never really made it my own probably until I moved to Texas. I mean, before that I was reading my Bible and serving and all that stuff, but it was always just kind of me leaning on my parents' faith. When I moved to Texas, my dad actually did not work in a church. And so he was still in the church world, but not not working at a church. And it was kind of just like up to me at that point to make it my own. It was weird, like not having that like kind of connection in the church. It was also a really like eye-opening journey to kind of just make it my own and 
get plugged in by myself and find my own people and pretty much up until I was like 16 I was kind of just like at church because I had to be there not that I didn't enjoy it because I did and I love I loved being at church but after that it was I chose to go because I wanted to be there and I chose to serve because I wanted to serve I think now more than ever my relationship with God is just like completely my own thing which has been really fun to make that my own relationship because for so long I loved Jesus with my whole heart and all this stuff but I don't think I ever had that relationship with him that I do now it's been really eye-opening for sure how did you pick like what church you wanted to go to and how you wanted to get involved when I moved to Texas my best friend had already lived there and her parents did work at the church we both go to we know (laughs) you know um yeah so her parents did work there so I kind of was immediately drawn to that church just because I had a friend and I, I mean, their youth ministry, you know, is just incredible. Mm, like it is incredible. Amazing. The pastors are incredible. And so it was not hard to, to choose that church. And mm. so pretty much as soon as I got there, I wanted to get involved with the worship team. And so I, I don't even know how I ended up getting connected with whoever, but I started serving and really their youth ministry was what made it for me because it's just incredible it was quite easy to settle in and choose a home church but I definitely did try out some other things and I've had some great church experiences and some not great church experiences and Mm -hmm. that's okay that happens but I mean ultimately it just came down to like the people and the heart of the people and Mm -hmm. the heart of that church so Have you found like a home church in Florida yet? Or do you think that you're just going to, I guess, find one once you get back from your missions trip? We moved back here because actually my dad did get a job at a church. We kind of visited here in the spring and that's when we visited this church that we're at now. And it is amazing. Like it's an amazing church. The pastors are just the sweetest people ever. And we're at that church right now, but it has been hard to get plugged in kind of because they don't necessarily have like a young adults. They have a youth, but I'm no longer in high yeah. school. So, uh, <laughs> what do I do? They have a young adult service, but it's only once a month. It has been a challenge to get plugged in. And I think I've kind of been like hesitant just because I'm new and I don't have that same connection that I had with my church in Texas. I think to really like get plugged in and start serving, I'll probably just wait till I get back. As far as going on Sundays and stuff, it's a great church and I've been loving it. My dad, he just, he loves like being in the church and, and working in that way. And he's like working with worship and like creative and production and all that stuff. And so it's been fun to see him kind of get his rhythm. And, but it's a great church and we love it. That's awesome. So worship, songwriting, music, is that kind of your calling with school and the church? I think so. It's a whole thing, but I mean, I've been doing kind of like worship ministry probably since I was in like sixth grade. And so it's been a while, but kind of like throughout high school, I realized that music was what I wanted to do. This is like... (laughs) I feel like whenever I talk about this with, like, Christians, it's a very controversial thing. But I don't want to go into, like, worship music. I want Mm -hmm. to go into, like, just 
what I want to write. Yeah. I was actually talking to someone like, I think like a month or two ago, we had coffee and she's a music artist, but she doesn't make worship music, but she is a Christian. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it is totally okay to not write Christian music and be a Christian. Like you do not have to do that. And I think just for a while, it was what, like, was expected if people hear, like, oh, you want to do music? You want to be a worship leader? I'm like, yes, but no. (laughs) That is not not what I want to do. And so, yeah, I mean, I pretty much have my heart set on, like, songwriting. And I really just want to be, like, a music artist is Mm -hmm. my overall dream. But I think being in the worship world is probably something I'll always be connected with just because it is a mixture of, like, faith and music in one. Mm -hmm. And... There's nothing I love more than that, unless God completely changes my plans. Worship will always be like a part of it, but at the end goal, it'll probably be music. Mm-hmm. So, what type of music do you want to write? I so I really love just like the very stripped back stuff. So like literally just a piano mm-hmm. and a voice, or like just a guitar and a voice, mm-hmm. and. So, yeah, I mean, I've always just, songwriting is kind of like my way of therapy. So, like, whenever I'm going through something, I'll just sit down and start writing. And so, really, just whatever is on my heart, whether it's a stupid breakup or a not-stupid breakup or whatever, like, feeling lonely, anything I'm going through, I'll just make a song out of it. (laughs) And so, it's kind of like the singer-songwriter, maybe, like, some folk stuff or some just like the very like acoustic or just the mm-hmm. piano vibe is what I really like but I also think it'd be really fun to make like super fun poppy hype songs too mm-hmm. but I guess that's kind of something that would be further down the road because I don't have like a producer or anything so mm-hmm. it's kind of just me and my instruments right now <laughs> <laughs> how many instruments do you play um I play piano ukulele I'm teaching myself guitar which is a challenge because I mean with ukulele it's literally four strings and it's Mm -hmm. I think anybody could learn it's really easy but with guitar it's like your fingers have to stretch so wide and it's (laughs) it's so hard but yeah I mean I know the basic chords I'm Mm -hmm. just not super good (laughs) mainly those three I really Mm -hmm. want to learn how to play the banjo which is so random but like (laughs) I saw this video of a girl playing the banjo and I was like Mm -hmm. she is so cool I want to do that so maybe some somewhere down the road you'll hear a song with me playing the banjo but I love that so much maybe like have a little harmonica or something in the background oh my gosh actually like the harmonica is a vibe and Mm -hmm. that it's kind of easy you just like blow right yeah I mean I don't (laughs) really know like the mechanics I don't like I mean it should be easy enough I mean, I feel like it would be. Yeah, you could just, like, have an array of instruments. Be a one-woman band. (laughs) Yes, one-woman band. That'll be me. That'll be me. I don't know how interested people would be in that, but, you know. I mean, I feel like... I know I would listen to it for sure. That makes sense. I tried to learn guitar a while ago, but I like having long nails. And so I I can't Mm -hmm. play it without pushing down more strings than I mean to. (laughs) No, that is something I, like, didn't realize. Like, if you play guitar, you cannot have long nails. Mm-mm. Like, it's just, you never will. And I, like, did not realize that until I was literally, like, trying to learn a song, and I was like, oh my gosh, I literally can't because I have these nails on. 
circling back, being in school or being around people who don't believe the same things that you do or don't have a relationship with Christ or anything like that, how do you maintain your own beliefs and stay true to your relationship with Christ? That is, it's like one of the hardest things when you're surrounded by people who do not believe the same things you believe or even like hate it almost. It's a huge challenge and it's something I faced all throughout high school. I got called a Jesus freak. I got called, yeah, all kinds of mean names you could never imagine. But I think it's so weird, but it almost like motivated me because I'm like, hmm, hmm, what can I do? What can I do? Because I'm like, this person clearly has it out for Christians and Jesus and the thought of him. So how crazy would it be if I just completely (laughs) changed their world? Oh, yeah. But I mean, there were certainly days where like, it was so discouraging. And even in like my own friend group, some of my closest friends, I've had really hard conversations with them because they're like, if there is a God, like I hate him. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like one of my friends looked at me and said that once. And I was like, okay, how do we get ourselves out of this hole? Because I was just, I mean, people who like, don't fully understand it it does sound bizarre like they're like how can you believe in something you can't see how how can he let all these bad things happen to me and so it's it's such a hard thing to sometimes explain even when you're like especially when you're talking to one of your best friends because you never want to overstep or like force anything but I think at the end of the day I just always chose to love first rather than try to prove them wrong Mm -hmm. and Yeah, I mean, that was a big thing for me was to just, okay, even if you feel extremely offended right now, and even if you feel hurt by their words, just take a step back Mm -hmm. because Jesus would not start shoving facts in their face or shoving the Bible in their face. He would just love them first. And so, yeah, that's a big thing. But I mean, yeah, it's really hard when you're just surrounded by all the toxic things that come with high school. I mean, it's inevitable. Like, you can't avoid the bad things that come along. When oh, yeah. It's it's just going to be there. But mm-hmm. I think just a big thing for me is remembering who I was when I was at, like, the highest points of my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Like, remembering the, like, life-changing moments that I experienced and not digging into the deepest, most worst parts of my relationship mm-hmm. with God. And so I think just staying true to what you know and why you worship the God that we worship because not the God, he, well, he is the God, our God, (laughs) like, you know, um, so I think just, yeah, just remembering who he is and that he would just love everyone around him Mm -hmm. and not to say it doesn't have his challenges because it definitely does. Just staying true to what you know is super important. Did you like keep up with that close friend after that hard conversation or how did that like affect the relationship after that I because there was a while where I was like inviting her to church and Mm -hmm. I would pray for her on my own time but not ever to her because I knew that would make her severely uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I stayed friends with her for the remainder of high school we definitely butted heads often just because with one of those relationships where Mm -hmm. you often see things differently but I kept praying for her. I never, she never came to church with me, but that's okay. 
because someone something someone told me once was if you didn't see the fruit from your relationship with them god will send someone else Mm -hmm. to be there for them so i was like you know what it's okay it's not all on me to bring this person to church but unfortunately we are not friends anymore there was just some things that went down towards the end of senior year and in the summer that kind of just was the last straw unfortunately but she's doing great now in college living it up so i am happy so you said that you lost the friend that didn't believe the same thing but obviously that wasn't the reason Mm -hmm. so how did you handle that friendship breakup in a sense I think, honestly, there was no, like, big falling out or anything. It was just kind of once the school year ended, I think both realized that now that we don't have to be around each other all the time, like, is this really a friendship that is worth keeping? And I think just over all the years of high school, over all the butting heads that we had, and we had a huge argument at the end of junior year, after all that, I was kind of just like, I don't think... You're someone that is good for my life. Mm-hmm. And she had really hurt one of my best friends. I'm the defender of my friends. So oh, I'm like, yeah. if you hurt my friends, I will come for you. Like, do yeah. not mess with friends. Do 100%. not mess with my family. And so, yeah, I never attacked her or mm-hmm. bashed her or anything. I was just like, I can't be friends with you mm-hmm. <laughs> any longer. I don't think we even had a conversation about it. I think it was just a mutual understanding that mm-hmm. this is not going to work. Yeah, I've never had like a huge falling out with a friend it's more just been going into different seasons of life and just not being as close which I think this past summer I had a lot of that kind of going in and out with different friends and different friend groups just something I've kind of realized is like it's okay to not be tied at the hip with someone that you were super close with at one point you don't need to be best friends 24 7 all the time yeah it's okay to kind of drift apart and live your own lives but still love each other I've had a lot of that with a lot of friends especially because like moving and going to college friendships get really complicated but I think just trying to just love them even when you don't love them is (laughs) is important I feel like I've definitely learned that loving people sometimes it's a choice sometimes you have to choose to love people yes you're like sometimes it's really hard but mm-hmm. we choose to do it sometimes it's just oh it's so easy to love you and then you get to a point where it's like maybe it's You're not like, yeah <laughs> You're like yeah. oh i get it i yeah. think that's something else that i think about a lot because i do the same thing where it's i have periods of time where i'm super duper close to someone and then we kind of mm-hmm. fall off but with that i always think about how long the friendship was I tend to have friendships like that go like this quite frequently and so obviously my best friend changes Mm -hmm. and so something that I think about constantly is how am I not able to keep a long-term best friend Mm -hmm. a lot of times it ends up being less about actually grieving the friendship and more about grieving the fact that I wasn't able to maintain a long-term friendship. That's hard. I mean, I think that just happens with life. Like, we get close with different people at different times, but it's not something that you need to be, like, ashamed about. I don't think that's your fault. If you haven't had any long-term friendships, that's just how life goes. Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly, it's, like, rare to find people that you are friends with for years. I do have friends that I've been friends with for years, but even to this day, I'm like, 
Well, now we're on completely different paths in life, and we're not as close as we once were. It's really hard. Friend friendships are hard, but friendships are hard. Yeah, they really, they really are. Mm-hmm. But, I feel like yeah. they definitely go literally all over the place. So, on the topic of kind of like grieving a loss of a friendship, mm-hmm. how have you dealt with grieving other losses? Whether that's a loss of a close family member or whether it's a loss of, I guess you could say, kind of like an experience. So how have you handled that type of grief? In my family, we haven't had like a ton of loss, which is honestly a miracle. But Mm. I think as people are getting older, unfortunately, it is approaching, which is inevitable. But I've lost my great grandfather, but I was really young. So I really don't remember that. But I did recently, well, kind of recently, in August, lose one of my friends. We weren't super close, but I was really close with her older brother. And so she was kind of like my neighbor. She lived like down the street from me and she went to my school. She came to church a couple times, actually. It's this whole circle, but her Mm -hmm. older brother was my boyfriend's best friend. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of all connected in some way. And so when she started coming to church, I was like, this is awesome. I love that she's here. And I know that she had struggled with and did struggle with a lot of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And so, so I was just super excited to see her coming to church. And she had talked about how like she felt Jesus was healing her from her mental health and how she was just feeling so close to him. And then kind of all of a sudden she stopped coming and I never knew why. And then in August, she actually ended up taking her own life. So it was, it was super hard for me because I was like, was there something I could have done? I, I probably could have reached out or I, when she stopped coming to church, I could have texted her, but I never did. Yeah. It was so hard for a long time. She was literally like the sweetest person ever. And I was like, how, how did I not see it coming? Like I knew she had, like she struggled with depression and I, I knew that, but I, I thought she was getting better and she told everyone she was getting better. So I just never even gave it a second thought. And so, yeah, that kind of hit like our small, she was in our small group. So it kind of hit us pretty hard over time. I've kind of just realized that it's not my fault first Mm -hmm. of all, but it was just, it was hard. I had never like experienced a loss and we weren't even that close. Mm -hmm. It was just, I was friends with her, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was hard, but I, she's in a better place now. So, yeah. So yeah, that, that was really hard. And then something else I just wanted to like touch on when we were talking about like past experiences and loss and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. um, was that on our trip to El Salvador, which I talked about previously, Mm -hmm. there was like this incident on the beach where some of us ended up getting stuck in a rip current and it was pretty like life or death. I think there was like five of us that got stuck in a rip current and it was really scary. It was like the only time I've been super close to actually like losing my life. And so a crazy day, but, but yeah, I think after that, there was definitely some, um, like underlying trauma that I had, especially associated with the ocean, mm-hmm. which was just super hard for me because I grew up in Florida. I grew up right by the beach. And so I was like, how do I now hate my favorite place? Like, how does that happen within like an hour? It was really hard for me to kind of get over that. 
I like didn't swim for a while because I was scared to even get into a pool. But I eventually just one day hopped on in the ocean and was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this mm-hmm. be my fear. And as far as like trauma goes, I think probably those two experiences that I talked about was like losing my friend and mm-hmm. almost losing my own life have been mm-hmm. two very eye-opening experiences for me. And they both happened within within my senior year. Well, I guess, no, wait, that's not true. The summer before my senior year and during my senior year. So kind of. Mm-hmm. But they both happened in high school. It's been kind of weird because I've been super grateful and thankful to not have had a super hard growing up. Having these things that have changed that a little bit have been hard. But there are people who go through such hard things on the daily and these two experiences don't even compare to like the things I'm sure people go through. And so I'm just glad that I have a little bit more. I don't want to be the cookie cutter, perfect Mm -hmm. girl. Like I go through things too. So I'm, I can relate on some level to people who are going through hard things, but Mm -hmm. still not the same. If that makes sense. Like I'm not trying to under do anyone's experiences with anything. Those two things were pretty hard to go through. And I'm sure I will face many more hard things in life, but mm-hmm. those two probably stick out as pretty hard losses. So Yeah, that totally makes sense. First, I do want to say, I know you already said that you've realized this since then, but it's not your fault that yeah. she did it. I know that that's a very hard experience. I went through similar. I lost one of my friends to mental health back to the kind of rip current situation what lessons like did you learn following that situation never underestimate the power of god and what he's capable of doing i know he can do miracles but i don't think i've ever experienced one firsthand until that day and until rather than getting pulled out we started getting pushed back to shore it was just like it was so apparent that it was god we were like oh well, he's here and he's the one who saved us all. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just like ever since that day, I've just learned to be so grateful and also just not take life for granted because you never know what could happen. Life is so unexpected. And so I just kind of learned to look around and be a lot more thankful for the things that I have and the people in my life. And yeah, just to never tell God, he can't do something because he can he can do anything literally and so i feel like you can definitely tell god like oh you can't do this and then he's gonna turn around and show you exactly what he can do do you want to see because yes i can (laughs) yeah he's like oh really you think i can't do this yes i can (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so the water like started pulling y'all back into shore yeah it was crazy it was like we were at one point getting sucked out and then Uh we just kept swimming and then the waves literally started pushing us like pushing us to shore and I like I knew that that's how I felt it but I literally talked to like the other people we we talk about it often together mm-hmm. we went to like a group therapy session and all the stuff so we we know all the details <laughs> about that day <laughs> even the other people that were in the water they were like no I felt it too and I got pushed to shore too so I'm like that is just crazy how that's god incredible. works that's incredible no, no, no. like yeah. yeah that that happened were y'all yeah. like treading water in the middle of the ocean or yeah we couldn't touch so 
and I don't even know how long we were out there, but we were, yeah, just getting like sucked out and trying to just, and the, the waves were huge because there was a storm coming and we didn't know because we didn't watch the television because we didn't have a television to watch. And so it was crazy, but yeah, we're all here today. So praise the Lord. Was anyone like with you specifically out there or was it like just you? Yeah, I had a friend out there with me, and I literally, like, I only, like, remember bits and pieces of the day, and I think, like, as I process it more, I remember more, but I, like, went in with one of my close friends, and then at one point, she was not there with me, she was on the shore, and I was with this other kid on my team, so I was like, oh, so she's gone, Um, I guess it's just us out here, and basically, he was like, I can't swim and I was like what do you mean you can't swim yes you can come on let's go (laughs) because our pastor had been telling us you're too far out please swim in come on you're scaring me (laughs) you know I literally like I'm not moving and I was like stop being ridiculous yes you're fine come on so I literally grabbed his arm and started swimming and I'm like oh and you're right because I'm not moving either are we stuck out here what's going on Mm -hmm. so it didn't take too long for us to start literally freaking out I mean we were screaming for help we were really far out so it was it was really scary but eventually our pastor came out he basically told the guy the only way this is going to work is if you go swim by yourself because Paige is not going to make it she's too weak basically is what he was saying Mm -hmm. and so if I was that kid I would have been like are you kidding me? You're going to help her and I have to go by myself? What? For real. But he made it. He made it by himself. He swam all the way back to shore. And my pastor ended up helping me to shore. But it was a crazy day for sure. So what lessons did you learn coming out of that trip? Yeah, I think a big one, (laughs) a big, big one was kind of either the first or second night there we had like a worship in this church and my dear friend was helping lead like the worship and she started singing Jesus at the center of it all which just happens to be one of my favorite songs ever and kind of during that song it kind of just felt like God was like like I'm not the center of your life right now and I was like oh shoot you are correct you're not the center of my life and you should be literally sobbed and sobbed because I kind of had realized that I was putting my boyfriend before my relationship with God and when me and my ex-boyfriend started dating he was actually a Mormon and he wanted to come to church with me literally the first night he was there he got saved and so it was crazy but all that to say I just think we were on different levels basically God was just like I think you need to end your relationship with your boyfriend because I need to take place as like your first love that was something my pastor talked to me about because I literally (laughs) I seeked advice from her I was like what what does this mean and she was like well Jesus should always be your first love and your significant other should be your second and I was like yep you're right and I don't think that's where I'm at right now and so pretty much after that trip I broke up with him which was really hard because I didn't necessarily want to but I knew that I had to I think just like keeping Jesus Jesus at the center of my life has been a huge lesson that I've had to learn and that is a hard thing to do I think for anyone just keeping him at the center and not 
because it could be even the littlest things like your passions even the good things in life somehow could still take over Mm -hmm. and so I think I've just been learning how to keep them at the center and that was a that was a huge thing I learned on that trip so to keep Jesus at the center of my life I've kind of just had to throw away any thought of like a fun fling because I'm like that's not beneficial whatsoever in my life or with my relationship with God. Yeah, I think my days of flings are over, <laughs> which is fine. I had mm-hmm. I had my fun, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're like looking yeah. for a more serious thing now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that the that'll happen like after your missions trip? Like, do you think you'd be more open to a yeah. relationship? Well, and even on my missions trip, the program that I'm going with, they kind of have like a rule where they prefer for us not to get involved with someone while we're there because they're like, that could mess up with just like your your own journey. Like, don't let that be a distraction. So I guess like once I get back, I think probably I'll end up finding someone in college because usually that's, I feel like people end up finding their person there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll just, I'll just have to see. But I'm I'm kind of done playing around. I'm like, I am just ready to kind of find my person and just let that be it. Cause mm-hmm. I went through a lot of high school, whatever they, whatever they were. <laughs> you said that you ended the relationship after mm-hmm. the El Salvador trip. Okay. Yeah. So were y'all still friends following that or did y'all just not talk at all? I think for the remainder of the summer, we kind of just didn't talk. And then we kind of reconnected. I think I had reached out after he left for college because I, I just wanted to check in, you know. I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to see how he was doing. And so we're friends to this day. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're fine. We, we laugh about it often because we're like, he always wanted to not be friends because it was too hard. But I always wanted to be friends because I never wanted to actually be out of his life. Mm-hmm. And so it was this whole kind of circle where we yeah. would just go on and off of <laughs> being friends. But actually, I think after the loss of my friend that I talked about earlier, since that was his best friend's little sister, we connected after that, saw each other at the funeral, and we're kind of able to like reconnect because you know, hard things like that bring people back together. Yeah. So we kind of got reconnected. We're really good friends. Actually almost got back together. Almost, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah, almost got back together, I think, like a few months after reconnecting. But then I was just like, eh, we shouldn't because it ended one time for a reason. So yeah, it's just not, it's not smart. And there were just some other things that <laughs> had happened with him. And I was like, eh. I don't know if you're someone I want to be with right now, mm-hmm. but over time, yeah. So we were, we weren't friends directly after, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're great now. We, we hung out right before I moved and it was mm-hmm. like, it was literally like hanging out with like my best friend, but there were no feelings left, which was mm-hmm. just so refreshing and so yeah. nice. It, I can just hang out with you and it's not weird. Well, some people would beg to differ. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is a very controversial thing, like staying friends with your mm-hmm. ex. But I'm just like, why would you throw away a connection like that? Like, yeah. you don't need to be buddy-buddy best friends. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think, I never liked, unless something absolutely, like, if he cheated, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Do not. Out the door, Do never speaking again. <laughs> or, like, you know, any other, like, bad 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 thing I'm like oh mm-hmm. of course get him out of your life for good in this case like our relationship was great 
he's a great guy. He actually was serving at camp this past summer. Yeah. So he's like, he's plugged into the church. He's awesome. And I'm, I'm someone who like, I hate being on bad terms with people. Like it is my Me least too. favorite. I did what I could to make things right again mm-hmm. and to not be on any like awkward bad terms Mm -hmm. if you want to be friends with your ex do it because I mean don't let it get too far like if Mm -hmm. you're like if it's more than friends then then adjust some things Mm -hmm. but like put more boundaries in place yeah anyways all that to say we were not friends at first but we are now Mm -hmm. so yeah it all worked out (laughs) that's good I mean especially when it's been that long after a relationship Mm -hmm. I feel like there shouldn't be any bad blood anymore yeah yeah I'm like we're fine. Like, there's no reason to not be fine. How did you move on following that relationship? Like, once y'all started being friends again? Moving on is something I, like, always struggled with and has been just really hard for me because I'm like, but I don't want to. (laughs) But, um, I don't know. I think being his friend almost kind of helped me to move on because always wondering, like, how he's doing or, what's he up to and not saying we have like talked all the time that's not the Mm -hmm. case but always having that like wondering kind of almost made it worse because I was like wow I'm just not even in his life anymore this sucks then there would be points where I'm when we are texting about life or whatever it may be and I'm like oh I miss him but I'm like no 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 you can you can miss him like there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that but you do not need to act on that yeah I think just yeah remembering that if it ended, there was a reason, mm-hmm. and just to not forget that reason and to not fall back into old habits, even if it feels natural and even if it mm-hmm. just is so nice, even talking to that person, just it's not it's not going to work out most likely if it ended once before because mm-hmm. then you'll just get in a whole cycle of <laughs> getting back together and breaking up and getting back together, mm-hmm. so... I've been through a few of those. It's it's rough. It's rough. It is rough. (laughs) The whole back and forth is exhausting. It's exhausting. It's draining. So how did you grieve the loss of that relationship following the breakup? Something that helped a lot, which this is more like a practical thing, Mm -hmm. was I literally took all our photos together and I put them in my hidden album because I was like, I have that thing on my phone, like, it's, like, the little widget, and, like, it pops up random photos, Mm -hmm. and more often than not, it would be a picture of us, and I just would just be so sad, Mm -hmm. so I was like, you know what, I don't need these to be in my camera roll, but I didn't want to delete them, Mm -hmm. so I just put them all in hidden, and that actually, like, was such a small thing, but helped so much, because it's so easy to just go back and start scrolling through old photos, and so I think not having the easy access anymore helped a lot but that's more of just a practical thing there is like a certain amount of distance that needs to happen before you guys can like reconnect Mm -hmm. so that helped a lot was after we had broken up just kind of not talking kind of just helped cut the ties before we could Mm -hmm. just be friends yeah I mean I think everybody moves on differently for me it was just like I think also like not hating the person helped me which some people it helps to hate them completely so it really, it really just depends. For me, I'm just like, you know what? It was good while it lasted, but it's time to move on now. Did you ever end up deleting the photos, like, completely? Or do you still 
have them. I never did. I still have them. They're still in my hidden, but I still have them. Yeah, and I actually, I still, I still have multiple things that either gave to me or there's like this surfboard that I have that was like a part of his proposal to me, which he also asked me to be his girlfriend. Aww. And he made it like all surf themed because he knew I loved the beach. And so I still have one of the surfboards and it's hanging on my wall to this day. I don't know why, but I pictured like a big, huge, like actual surfboard. Oh no, it was like a, it was like a, just like a wood and surfboards were like um, attached to it. And each one like said a different word. It was so cute. But I don't have it to like reminisce necessarily on that relationship. Just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, first of all, it's cute. So I was like. I, I want to keep it. Yeah. But also just, it was good while it lasted. And I don't think it's a bad thing to look back on that and, like, be grateful for that season of life. He knows I literally have it on my wall. And he's like, oh, that's so sweet. And I'm like, yeah, don't give yourself too much credit. <laughs> Do you think that you'll, like, ever take it down or delete those photos? I'll probably never delete the photos because I just don't see a reason for it. I mean, yeah. surfboard, I'll probably, I mean, when I move to college, I probably won't take it with me to, like, college, because I'm like, there's no reason for that, but we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that you still have it, though, because there's so often that it's like, as soon as you break up, a lot of people's first instinct is, let me just go delete everything and, like, tear yeah. down everything that they gave me. I feel like it's nice to reminisce on the relationship. And, like, even though it yeah. ended, you can still be, like, those were memories. Yeah. And, 100%. like, I don't want to delete those memories. I like having, like, the pictures and the good parts of the relationship to look right. back on. Exactly. I just think it's sweet. Yeah. That's how I look at it. I'm like, it was good. And I learned a lot. I learned about what I like in a guy, what I don't like in a guy. So I'm like, why hate the time that that was when I could just be grateful for it? Exactly. 100%. Yeah. I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in trying to, like, hate the person Yeah. when you break up, especially if it's them ending things. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't make it any easier. If anything, yeah. it just shoves down those feelings of love and you cover them with hate if that makes sense yeah that is so true i most likely you don't just immediately start hating after like loving them like that doesn't just happen so quickly so i totally agree with that i mean maybe if they like cheated but if it was like a good relationship yeah Yeah, i mean in some circumstances i can certainly see the transition going pretty quickly but Mm. but yeah 100 percent. kind of the last thing that i do want to talk about is how to get over I guess you could say like an unrealistic crush like mm-hmm. someone that kind of seems unobtain unattainable or maybe it's just someone that couldn't be in a relationship oh man yeah this is <laughs> I'm sure we have all had unrealistic crushes at some point or another but mm-hmm. I mean that's just part of life we all probably like people that either they're taken or they don't reciprocate the same feelings or maybe they're way older maybe they're way younger whatever it may be there's always going to be people that we just cannot be with and Mm -hmm. so a big thing for me has been just to kind of realize like God has someone out there for us all that he Mm -hmm. has handpicked for us and so 
if it's so hard to be with that person or if there's something stopping that more than likely that person is not the one and Mm -hmm. you just need to remember that there is someone out there who is just waiting for you or maybe they're in a relationship or maybe they're not whatever it may be there is someone out there i think just not getting too down about it it you know it sucks when you can't be with someone that you like maybe you like them a lot or maybe you like them a little like it still Mm -hmm. sucks and so i think just remembering like it's okay that's just they're just not the person for me and that's fine maybe they're really really great so with that being said do you believe in like right person wrong time you know I don't know. I have kind of gone back and forth about it. Because if it is the right person, it could just be the right person. And in this stage of life, you guys can't be together. And maybe you'll end up being together further down the road. Like, I think that's totally possible. And I it happens. But at the same time, I'm like, don't get too reliant on that saying. Because you could like someone a lot and be like, oh, she's the right person, just the wrong time. And then they never end up coming around. I think it literally just depends on the situation. I do think there are situations where it really is just wrong timing. But then I also think sometimes it's literally just not meant to be. And that's okay. I don't know how I feel about it, but I think it does happen. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just kind of on the fence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it could like, it happens. It doesn't. It just Mm -hmm. depends on on the situation. Well, that's all that we have to talk about today. (laughs) We got into all of it. (laughs) For now. That is all. So bye. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.